Good evening, everybody. I'm Mark. I'm Britton. And today we have another one of the Antarctica episodes. Um, if you're hearing this, it's because I'm in Antarctica right now. Why don't we call this the Antarcticast? And uh, <laughs> the theme of the Antarctic episodes, we're watching the pilots or first episodes or very significant episodes of television shows and yeah. discussing them. They're much quicker and shorter than a normal podcast, but they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and today we watched the first episode of Archer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The animated FX, uh, I guess, would you call it a sitcom? Yeah, I'd call it an animated sitcom. Yeah. Uh, so let's get started. All right. So, um... Why don't you give us a very, very brief overview of what happened, and uh, then we'll discuss it. All right, so the uh, episode st- or the show stars a character who is a spy uh, named Sterling Archer. Uh, he he is a, uh, a spy for the unfortunately <laughs> named organization called ISIS. Yes, they did change that later on. So. Yeah, and uh, the, uh, you know, he's, you know... He, He's supposed to be a, a spy, but he's also kind of a dick, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, a lot of uh, people are confronting him over him kind of embezzling a lot of money from the organization for like vacations and clothing and stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, the big plot point is he's trying to break into the ISIS mainframe and uh, and uh, you know, kind of rearrange the the accounts in order to hide his spending. Mm-hmm. And uh, he makes up this phony baloney uh, mole story so that he can uh, basically bamboozle people and you know, make it look like he's doing official work when he's just trying to you know, commit a crime. Yeah, for all intents and purposes. And spoiler alert, um, and the big twist is there is a mole. Yeah. And it was the guy in charge of the mainframe. And so, uh, well, that's it. He he pins it all on this guy after being exposed as a mole. He murders him, and, uh, and everything t- uh, turns out aces. Yeah, and there's weird themes about, like, he having mommy issues and, yeah. and stuff like that, which I'm sure... Uh, will play out further in the series. How many? How many seasons? I uh, think we're up to uh, like season twelve or something oh, like wow. that, or thirteen. Out. Yeah, it's it's been going on for a very very long time. All right. So, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I've seen you watch this show quite often, and uh, I, I I always uh, look at uh, pilot episodes or first episodes as. All right, they they still haven't gotten their foothold. They yeah. they they haven't found their their niche and. Uh, this this uh, the first episode is fairly consistent uh, with the theme of uh, what I've seen of the show. It, it like they they really kind of had their uh, their type of humor going you know from the get go. Sure, I know that um, there is one thing I remember the first time I watched Archer back you know twelve years or however many years ago it was. Yeah, I, I saw it and I was like I was a fan of um, H. John Benjamin mm-hmm. and I was a fan of. Uh, uh, Aisha Tyler, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I remember for the first two, uh, for the first two thirds of the show, of the first episode, I was like, this isn't very funny. There's a joke here or there, but there's just, it just feels like they're trying too hard to be edgy. Okay. Um, and then in the whole third act, something magical happened where all the bantering and bickering they did, like things just actually started to click. The things yeah. they said were funny, and it was coming very rapid fire. So. 
those first, I think the first two thirds of this episode are the hardest of the entire series to sit through. And it does kind of make sense. They, they're, they're establishing a lot yeah. very quickly. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, given the situation and the, the, the amount of time they have, uh, I think they did a good job. And yeah, I th- I, this is, uh, like I said, after the, the first, um, episode was over, like, you know, the whole third act, I remember laughing my ass off the first time I saw it because, again, there was a lot of good callbacks to things. There was a lot of just uh, funny one-liners. Um, things mm-hmm. that... And, and lines that I still quote uh, every now and again, especially to friends who've seen the show. Like, For, like from the first episode? Yeah, like the line... Um, do you want ants? This is how you get ants. <laughs> is something that I say, uh, I yeah. guess, enough. Yeah. Like, I've said it more than probably like five or six times to my friends, you know, uh, and especially if they've seen the show. And yeah. that is actually one of the, um, one of those quotes from the show that still endures that people like quote every now and again. Uh, especially, do you want X? This is how you get X. Yeah. And uh, also, um, in the first uh, one of the lines in there, which I still think is a little funny, even though it was in the be- like very beginning of the episode, was uh, like, you know, like, oh, you're so ugly when you cry. Like for some <laughs> reason, that always sticks with me too. Uh, ugly duckling. Yeah, and bark, bark. there is uh, like, like you were saying, there's a lot that they have to get through um, yeah. in a pilot, and I can tell again because I've seen all the episodes, but I can tell. Uh, that this is definitely a pilot because there are things that they they have fixed over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, his voice, for one thing, isn't as Archer-esque as it usually is. It's higher pitched really? or something. Um, I-, I thought it sounded the same. Like I notice that it gets like usually a little bit deeper or whatever. You know, as as the series progresses, um, and this one was just 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 a slightly higher pitch, and you probably wouldn't be able to pick up on it unless you. You know, seen all the episodes. I guess it's kind of like how, uh, like Homer Simpson was had a almost completely different voice yeah. at the beginning. Like it was very more, uh, he it was very slower and more enunciation and more enunciated. Let's all go out for frosty chocolate milkshakes. Would you like some frosty chocolate milkshakes, boy? Oh, don't have a cow, man. <laughs> it's a sick Bart. <laughs> man, they, those voices were really different back then. Um, and also another thing that I noticed they do in the show that uh, they, they, they've stopped doing after the first season um, is this weird uh, low-angle-looking-up shot at their faces. I, I did notice that and thought it kind of looked weird and out of place. Like, they do, after the first season, they stopped doing that. But, I, like, every time I see it now, I'm like... Oh, it just looks so out of place. Why do they do that? I, I don't know. Maybe they were, they were going for like a... Uh, I have no idea why they did that. Yeah, like I, I think what it was is I think somebody was proud of seeing different angles of these people. Like, look, it doesn't have to be a static image or whatever, but... Uh, and then they, they probably looked after a couple episodes like, yeah, this, yeah, this, this sucks. Awful. Yeah, this is, this is not working, guys. The static image is fine. Though they they do have a very unique animation style uh, that I I, I kind of wonder what what they're using. I wonder if they're using kind of like three D models that are converted to two D in some way, or because uh, it, it's a very uh, unique type. It almost reminds me of old Flash animation from the ni- the late nineties. Well, that's, it's funny you mention it because I was actually going to talk about the animation next. Um, oh, how- go on. It is, uh, it is a, like you said, a very distinct, it's like they have, 
like their outlines are very you know distinguished. Yeah. You know, it's almost very comic book like. And uh, one thing that I do think is uh, you probably once I mention you'll probably see it is um, the people who made this show also worked on uh, uh, C Lab. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, you can kind of see it. And uh, it's funny because I, I, if you go back and watch some of those older episodes, like yeah, you see the the same kind of animation almost uh, with the, I guess repurposed, you know, the, the yeah. stuff they created, and also um, a few of the voice actors pop up uh, mm. in there too. Like um, later on in Archer, his uh, his biggest frenemy uh, is a guy named uh, Barry, and. His voice actor, uh, he actually did voice acting for a couple episodes, or at least one episode in specific, of uh, C-Lab 2021. All right. And I gotta tell you, this guy has a very distinct voice, and it was very distracting when I saw the episode of C-Lab, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's ba- I can't not hear Barry like, you know, uh, when he's talking. Do you, who was he in C-Lab, do you recall? It was um, the episode I saw, and I don't know if it was a recurring character, but uh, it was like a season three episode or a final uh-huh. season episode, and uh, there was this guy who was like trapped under the, like in, I think a rival uh, research facility or something, mm-hmm. for years and years, and was like slowly going crazy. And they were trying to uh, go down and get him out, or something like that. And that okay. was the, that was the the voice, the the guy who was like going crazy. I don't recall. Yeah, it, it was it was just a strange episode. C Lab now takes place in modern times. Ooh, <laughs> oh gosh, that's not funny. Yeah. In fact, in uh, by the time you guys hear this, actually, it'll have taken place in the past. Yeah. Yeah. C Lab twenty twenty one was la- will be a last year. Like, oh, that's. We don't have, we don't have C lab. Well, actually, we might. I don't know. What's we that? probably do. I was gonna say we don't have C labs. I mean, uh, uh, but we probably do somewhere. Uh, I I couldn't tell you. I I don't. You would think that it wouldn't be hard to build one, but then again, it, it sounds. Then again, we, sounds like a waste we, of time. We, we put we put tunnels under the water all the time for cars. We can build laboratories. I don't know why you would want to. It sounds like a waste of money when you can put them on land, but <laughs> who knows? Well, the funny thing is, um, there's a uh, episode later on in Archer. There's like a two-parter, uh, I think, that takes pl- uh, that's like season eight or something like that. Um, yeah. Where there's actually a guy in an underground sea lab. Huh. Who like you know is uh, you know he's like gonna redirect all the, like the the missiles of the world and like you know destroy Washington or something like that and they have to go under to the sea lab and uh, stop them and I always thought that was like you know kind of cool I was like because I knew um, early on that this was made by the same people who did sea lab yeah. so I was like oh that's a nice little you know, they don't they don't overstay their um, like they don't really turn to the camera and wink or anything like that, but it is just like oh, that's nice that uh, they kind of have a nice little Easter egg like that in it, there. It would have been nice if they uh, if they had like characters from. C- well, I know they can't do all one of them. Of them they uh, can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one of them they can't. But uh, also, I think probably legally they couldn't do it because that would you know one's a Cartoon Network franchise or Adult Swim, yeah, and the other one's FX. Yeah, especially like imagine. Having to, because it's not only the characters from the uh, Cartoon Network show or the Adult Swim show, yeah. but also characters from an earlier like uh, show from like the '60s yeah. that they stole. Yeah, you know, they, they took it and repurposed all this stuff. From. Like, I don't know how they would. I, I guess they could redraw the characters in their distinctive style. I guess that's true. Um, 
Uh, so one of the things that I always uh, really appreciate about Archer, because again, like I say, the, this show has been on for so long, and uh, and it's actually uh, one of those shows that to me is consistently funny, and I think that the first season, it's a little bit more, uh, I'm not going to say hit or miss, um, but it's definitely more... Uh, uh, they don't have it all completely ironed out yet, you know, mm. like, as it starts going on, like, you can tell they start getting uh, more comfortable doing what they're doing. Okay. But it is kind of interesting to look at this old episode and be like, uh, there are still things that, uh, jokes that they take from this first episode and continue with. Yeah, uh, I know, uh, I, I was kind of surprised about the, the character of Pam. Oh yeah, uh, because she has pro- like if I if I'm comparing all the characters from what I've seen uh, from what you've watched, uh, she probably has the biggest character arc. Pam, I think, is my favorite character on the show. Yeah, um, and it's really funny to see her in this uh, in this episode because she's just like you know very shy and demure, and you yeah, know, there's a scene where Archer's like hitting her and everything like with, that with a uh, like a stuffed dolphin. Yeah, and I'm like. Pam could kick his ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, Pam is the toughest person, I think, on the entire show. It, it, is it that she was she's kind of hiding her, her toughness, or is it like, you know, she goes through some kind of transition? No, she's, uh, according to uh, later, because I guarantee they didn't think about it at, yeah. at this point, but in, like, uh, the later episodes, like, she mentions that she does, like, underground street boxing for, uh, <laughs> like, that got her through college and everything like that. So, yeah, she... I, I'm guessing she just wanted to keep her job. Yeah, that yeah, <laughs> that's true. And, and not beat up the boss's son. And it's uh, like there are some lines that they use or ideas that they use that they they continue on with, like um, when his mother's hitting him with a purse, like towards the end of the episode, it's like, oh, oh what do you got in there? Buckles. Yeah. And that is a line that they use so many times whenever she's hitting him with her purse. Oh yeah, just buckles. Yeah, he's like, oh, like they, everyone says the same thing, like, what do you got in there? Buckles. And one time. <laughs> They're in space, and she hits him. He's like, what do you got in there? Like, space buckles? <laughs> and uh, they also, very, very early on, um, yeah, uh, especially in the first four episodes, the character Cheryl, um, they start, you know, like, episode two, she changes her name to, I think, like, Carol. And then, like, episode three, she changes her name to Crystal or something like that. And they keep on doing this for the like, first four episodes, and then they stop. And I think it's like... They probably thought it was a funny idea to have a character continually changing their name. Yeah. But then they were probably like, all right. And no one's going to know this person's name. Yeah, like, this is getting confusing. We, we really need to just focus on a name. Yeah. And they go back to Cheryl. So, uh, I do think that was um, something they... Uh, they didn't do in this first episode, but um, I know they do, like, for the first couple episodes. And it is really weird to see how everybody has uh, morphed. Yeah, in the, in the grand scheme of things, like if I recall, Cheryl kind of becomes a bit of a sociopath. Yeah, she's insane. I love her. She's she's my favorite character. I <laughs> like um, Archer too. He's my favorite. Yeah, my character. favorite character. Oh, Lana's definitely my favorite character. <laughs> um, there's one character I haven't mentioned uh, yet, um, but I do kind of want to talk. I, but it is my favorite. Yeah, he's my favorite character. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, Cyril, mm-hmm. and. This was, even though I've I, I've seen Chris Parnell and other things, like yeah. this was the first, uh, my first introduction to his voice, really. 
Um, this is the first time he, he gave a he had a role that like I distinctly remembered. Though so he he did have a bit part in uh, Anchorman. Yep, he was an Anchorman, and I remember he was in the uh, the more cowbell sketch, you which poop, I you poop mouth. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because Chris Parnell nowadays is actually uh, one of my favorite voice actors because um, he's in a lot of things and he he's always funny. Yeah. Um, cause he's funny. I, I do like I do like Cyril in this. I didn't like him at first, but he does grow on you. Uh, his nerdiness. He, he, he's he has the same almost uh, Marge Simpson like sense of humor. Yeah, he's he's just he's such a, he's a stick straight, in the mud. yeah he's a straight edge. Yeah. Um, but then of course he's in uh, uh, Rick and Morty as Jerry, yeah, Jerry, which I'm actually being serious here. Jerry is my favorite character on that show. Yeah, I know. Um. And I have many things to, many reasons to back that up, but I'm not going to go into it now. Maybe if we do a, uh, if we watch the first episode of Rick and Morty, maybe I'll talk about it. Um, but he's, Might as well. Yeah, but he's also in uh, uh, Family Guy, and he's actually, you know, they, they actually have he, him. He's my favorite character. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, well, I do favorite <laughs> character in that show, but... Um, yeah, he's just this kid named Doug, and he's just, like, it's an instantly recognizable voice, but it's just yeah. so damn funny to me. Uh, wasn't wasn't Chris Parnell also in that, uh, wasn't he oh, in no. uh, Home Alone 4? Yes, he was. He was in Home Alone, f or no, it's not Home Alone 4, but it's like Home Alone 6. Uh, I, it was in that recent Home Alone yeah, movie. Yeah, the Disney where, Plus Home Alone. And, uh, I, I, with the, the fat British kid. Yeah, and, like, he just pops up, says a few things, and it's like, why are you in this? Like, you don't need to do this, Chris. What? No, like, maybe it, maybe he's like, uh, maybe he's like, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, shit, Samuel Jackson. No, maybe maybe he's like, uh, uh, what's his name from Get Smart? Oh, Don Adams. Yeah, maybe he's like Don Adams has a bad gambling problem. <laughs> well, actually, I'm glad you mentioned Get Smart because I want to talk about how like almost this show feels like a modern update of Get Smart to you me. You know, I kind of see it. Like you have a uh, because. I, if you watch enough Get Smart, you realize that even though um, uh, uh, Smart uh, Maxwell Smart is a a bumbling moron, um, he is somehow a very competent agent. Also, like uh, the well, job usually gets done. Oh, well, isn't it because of ninety nine? Usually, she does help, uh, but he it is, is. It is usually through luck that he he gets it done. Yeah, uh, he and he's also a. A good fighter in the show. Like that oh, was yeah. that was one thing that he insisted. He's like, at least, you know, give him something that he can be good at. And you know, it does come in handy. And it's like it's funny to me because um, Archer, which it really wasn't brought up in this episode, but Archer in the the series is kind of like almost a, a Maxwell smart character in that he's not bumbling. But he is an asshole. Yeah, and it, it's pretty much his own ego that gets in the way of him being competent. But at the same time, like he is a fantastic agent. Like everyone knows and is afraid of him as a secret agent, mm -hmm. uh, like across the world. And when it's Archer time, like even though he's like you said, he he gets in his own way a lot because of his ego. Yeah. Like he always gets the job done. Also, and it's kind of funny that these two are. Radically different shows, but it's also very similar in some ways. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of, from what it looks like, uh, if the first episode of Archer is is an example of how the rest of the series kind of goes, it's like the the villain gets so frustrated about how incompetent this man is that he leaves himself open to some kind of attack. Well, the funny thing is, it doesn't always work like that because Archer, again, it's a weird show, but. Um, 
there are moments when he is like just genuinely competent in certain things. Like he will, uh, like he will be an expert at like scaling a wall, like you know, with like suction cups and like you know, jumping down and saving somebody from falling, and you know, being able to like you know, re-suction himself up, you know, and being excited about doing it. But also at the same time, uh, he'll completely like, fuck up and tell somebody his secret identity and make things worse, so... <laughs> like, there are times where, uh, where, like, he's laser-focused, and it's, you know, it's almost uh, a running theme of the, or a joke of the show that, um... he is... naturally good at being an agent in, like, the physical realm, but he sucks at everything else. <laughs> so, it's... You know, a, a, a mind-and-body duality, or a dynamic that doesn't quite... quite quite work for him yeah and it's it to me it's a wild ride um but uh, one thing that uh, uh that i know we usually uh, talk about uh when it comes to uh, weird shows like this mm -hmm. is um like like how, how would we do this how would we do that like i don't think that there's anything that we can really add uh, to something like archer because it already exists in its own weird bubble yeah like the the only thing yeah, it would have to be a a entirely different type of show. Like it would have to be all right. It's a spy show set in the Osmosis Jones universe, <laughs> where uh, where there there's a uh, a bug uh, who 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 got through uh, uh, something, got into the body somehow, but it's posing as a white blood cell. You know, it, it's funny that you mention that because uh, well, not that in specific, but um, like. Uh, that is an an area that I think has never been done before. Um, a it doesn't have to be Osmosis Jones universe per se, but I like the idea of something you know similar where there is a um, you know we have an inside of a bot person's body kind of thing, and there's an entire spy, yeah, an entire spy ring uh, that goes around and. Like, think of all the things that you could do with that. Like, all right, maybe the um, the main spies they live in uh, they live in like the the brain or something like that. Uh, if it's I forget the the hypothalamus or whatever the uh, the thing that the the blood because there's like this one gland that uh, uh, is meant to train cells in fighting diseases and about ninety uh, ninety eight percent of them kind of get uh, recycled mm -hmm. uh, because they don't kind of like they 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 fight off they would if they had uh, if they don't get killed off they start fighting the human body which is why when you get older you get a little bit of an autoimmune problem okay um, so it would be in whatever the hell gland that is so that's interesting so that can be you know that that'll be their like little uh, spy operation and uh, the bad guys would be like from the stomach or <laughs> like, the colon. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> <of> these assholes. <laughs> and uh, like, you can have a. It would actually be a very interesting kind of thing where you have um, like a, a espionage kind of thing with uh, like white blood cells trying to go to different parts of the body where they're considered hostile. Yeah. You know, and uh, there's you could have uh, so many different. Uh, battles with these guys, but also every now and again you could have a third party come in, like Lupus or, I don't yeah. know, maybe nothing as <laughs> tragic It's never Lupus. <laughs> That's right, maybe nothing as tragic as Lupus, maybe like something like the Common Cold comes yeah. in, and uh, you know, sometimes, you know, like alright assholes, we have to work together for this one, yeah. or something like that I, 
it, uh, I, I, I would want, I would want so the the host is never seen. You never see who the host. It's kind of like the planet. The planet, you know, Earth. Yeah, we know what Earth looks like, but we never really think of Earth as a living being. We yeah. just think of the things happening, just a an event that occurs of Earth. And, and I, I kind of would want these uh, these characters to think of it. Uh, well, here comes the. Like, uh, like, uh, the colon storm. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, I, I want to tweak that just a little bit. Go on. Because, uh, I think that maybe in our series finale, we do get to see who the person is. Oh, yeah. And it's a, it's like a big reveal, like, okay, guys, it was a good run, you know, but, you know, guy's dying, and he dies, and they all, like, you know, say their farewells before they just unexist anymore. And it, like pans out, or it zooms out rather, and, uh, we see that the, the person they were living in all along was, like, something like, I don't know, ridiculous, like Larry Bird. Mm. Or, <laughs> I, I know exactly who. Okay, who? Gary Busey. <laughs> yeah, I, I could get behind that. It, like, it, it, it's, it's, like, Gary Busey isn't, like, he, he's well known enough, but it's just... Yeah, of course, that's what's in Gary Busey's body. Now, here, I have a few questions. Now, one uh, is his final words as we zoom out is, I could hear him talk the whole time. <laughs> or uh, are we going to have one of the characters voiced by Gary Busey? I, I kind of want the, uh, if there is, if there is like a leader in, in the, uh, in if there's like a leader in the body, I, I do want it to be voiced by Gary Busey. He doesn't have to be in every episode because yeah. he's probably busy. Mm -hmm. But you know, every once in a while, maybe the you know uh, the mayor. He's like a Charlie's Angel, like a yeah. Charlie type voice that cut pops up. You know, that would actually be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, so these assholes down there from the Duodenum <laughs> keep coming up here and are up my ass about trying to get things <laughs> under control. All right, don't worry. Don't worry, sir. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of him. Uh, yeah, you better. All right, so what I'm going to do is, uh, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to, you know, uh, probably kick their ass. That, that was my best H. John Bell. Yeah, that's fine. That was my best Gary Busey. Okay. And, like, I'm actually now thinking of this being a, uh, a story that is not episodic. Maybe the first season will be episodic, but then we get into a long-term uh, kind of arc, you know, where it's like it, it, it turns into a huge battle, you know, where it's uh, like it, it's almost it builds into like a four or five seasons of like a, a final you know, kind of confrontation that keeps we're, on building and building. fighting cancer? No, no. And again, the nothing. Chemo is like causing environmental problems. I mean, that might that that might be fine, but that's also not too funny. <laughs> I guess. Uh, maybe he can fight something something funnier. Uh, what's a funny disease? I don't know. Um, uh, uh, okay, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, let's see. A funny disease. Uh, ringworm. That's not a disease. It's yeah, a parasite. That's true. That's true. Oh, he could get a ringworm in an episode. I want the. I want the ringworm to be able to tell the future. It's like an oracle. <laughs> because, you know, I don't know about you, but when I think of ringworm, I think of the, the Ouroboros, the, uh, the, snake, the eating snake eating its own itself. tail. That makes sense. And so, yeah, the ringworm can tell the future. You will lose something dear to you, but you will gain the power of two. <laughs> Speaks in rhymes and everything yeah. like that. Like, I don't get what he's talking about. 
Oh, I got him anyway. You know, I, I imagine like they're they're about like he's very revered. He becomes like a community leader, and then you know the he, he Gary the the host puts on like a topical cream, and he's just he screams and uh, dissolves away. <laughs> like, well, that sucked. Uh, like, yeah, right he, he would have done a, he would have done a lot of good, but uh, oh well, he was a parasite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I. The funny thing is, like, this would actually be. Uh, I'd kind of watch this show. You know, it's it's strange, but like I said, it is a show that I don't think has ever been done before. And while it is a ludicrous premise, uh, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, you gotta think of it like this: like, Get Smart was a uh, a spy, sh you know, comedy set during the Cold War. Yeah. Um, Archer was a spy. Com well, I guess uh, technically. I think the Cold War is still going on in the show. Yeah, they they had the KGB yeah. and, and all that. I I think, uh, like, like it's hard to really get a a grasp on the time. Yeah, that that is a running joke on the show. Also, oh, is it? Yeah, because okay. like there's some futuristic technology, but there's also like boxy landline phones and everything like that. Because I, I remember like, all right, they have these old 1980s. Uh, like almost Apple One computers, yeah, and they had voice print analysis as well. And uh, there's like a few times there's a joke on the show where they say something like, "Geez, what year do you think it is?" Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is again like an animated spy, you know, thriller yeah. set during you know a, 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 the an ambiguous era. Yeah, but you know, like definitely more updated for today's audience. Yeah, like our show would just be another spy thriller or spy comedy set just in a different setting. So while it is ludicrous, I think it could still work. I, I think it, it would. I, I'm trying to think. Like, uh, I don't. The thing is, is that uh, comedy nowadays is almost dead and i can't think of a, a, a person to pitch them. you know adult swim might buy it yeah they're like listen whatever they're doing on fx we want to take a bite out of it and have it too yeah because uh i know uh i can't think of a like other than fox i can't really think of a network that that knows how to make funny um that's a good that's a good point like uh, everything's just procedurals now a procedural comedy <laughs> that's where we're going yeah, yeah, kinda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I guess that'll do it for us. If you uh, if you want to see that show, give us your best guess of what our title should be, and uh, leave what, it in the comments. And what the ma the name character's name should be. And uh, just go to podbean.nowdigonthis.com and leave the comments there. It's the only way we'll be able to read them. Um, but I hope you enjoyed this uh, this second uh, Antarctica episode. Um, I will be home soon, or you might not ever hear this, so it doesn't matter. If uh, if he, you know, if it, if not, then I uh, will maybe do like a Patreon thing. Yeah, um, I will tell you this: that uh, as of recording this right now, I'm planning on being home in October. Uh, so take that however you want to, <laughs> and I guess I'll do it. Uh, take it easy, everybody. Uh, toodaloo. That'll hold a little SOPs.